Hello and welcome to Open Dialogue. I'm Noel T. Manning II. Really happy, happy to have you with us and excited to have Patrick Brewster with us. I've been a fan for a long time, followed your work. Uh, going back 20 years, I guess, that I've been oh. following your work, maybe even more. Uh, I, I, I lose track because I, I forget how to count past 20 sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> you are an actor, producer, you're a singer. And you've done everything from feature films to indie films to live action series and animated series. It, it, I don't think there's anything you haven't done uh, as it relates to entertainment. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so to tell me a little bit about uh, your love of this work and, and how that started for you. Um, well, this, first of all, thank you so much for talking to me today. This is really exciting because a movie called Welcome to Happiness that uh, we shot six years ago is now being re-released after the director was able to go back in and make some cuts. Uh, he didn't make it three hours long, like a lot of director cuts. He actually removed 15 minutes, um, but it, but it, it, it's such a windy story. It's very complicated and, and, um, and sort of fantastical and sometimes absurd. Um, I got involved because Molly Quinn, the uh, actress who played Castle's daughter on Castle, she and I are friends and we were doing a live stage show together and she sent me the script and said, hey, will you read this? I think you'd be great in this part. And, uh, and I thought, oh no, there's no money and it's an indie film and a first time director, oh, this is gonna be bad. And I read it and it was great. And then I sent it on to Keegan-Michael Key to read uh, the part, I think his character's name is Proctor. And yes, I was like, yes. listen, it's just, I'm doing it, Molly's doing it. And I, I, it's, I love the script, but you know, no pressure. I know you're busy, but check this out and see if you like it. And then he loved it too. Um, because it is rare that you get uh, really great scripts, really great right. material. And nobody needed to be the star. Everyone was just like, I wanna be a part of the ideas that this director is, is looking into. And so uh, he's now made it better, uh, which is interesting because the movie is about, you know, what if you could go back in time and change something? He's actually, you know, gone back and re-edited his movie. So yeah, it's a little yeah. meta. Well, and, and that is a rare opportunity to be able to go back and, and do something like that. And you mentioned uh, Keegan-Michael Key, and you'd worked with, uh, with Keegan previously, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, a couple of times I was on um key and peel for one sketch and also we uh did and sometimes still do on zoom a live uh stage show called the thrilling adventure album and it's in the 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 style of old-timey radio but it, it's all new scripts and yeah yeah uh, paul, paul f tomkins and i played drunk married mediums uh who <laughs> deal with mummies and vampires and the dead Right. which which we all have to deal with on occasion uh, at, sure. at different points in our lives. <laughs> well, well, you know, welcome to happiness. You mentioned uh, some a great cast as well. You've got uh, Nick oh. Opperman, who is on this, uh, Francis Conroy, uh, mm -hmm. Oliver Thompson, you mentioned was uh, was the writer. Uh, the director, director, writer and director. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it is that there is an amazing rarity to be able to go back and, and do it over or do it in a way that maybe gives it uh, a different kind of life. And uh, I think if, if anything, uh, this this past these past couple of years, it feels like longer uh, at times has taught us is that 
we take advantage of those opportunities in front of us uh, and and we look at those choices we can make and we're, we're not given uh, second chances uh, all the time. And so when we are, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. That's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he I, did a great job, thankfully, because if, <laughs> if, if he had done a if it if I thought it was bad, it would be very hard to talk to people like yourself, Noel. <laughs> but he actually did a great job. And then I then I feel bad that I'm saying he didn't do a good job before. But the point is, I think we all need as access to as much content as possible. Right. And this movie was small and really didn't get the kind of release that we were all hoping for. So yeah. now, hopefully people can find it and, and get to see what is essentially a new movie. To yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Well, um, you, you mentioned earlier, you loved that script. And there was something about that script that spoke to you. Uh, when you are presented these scripts and you look at these ideas, is it character, is it story, or is it a combination of both that typically speak to you? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, um, wow, let me think about that, because it really depends on the situation. For a film, the whole film has to work, okay. and and the ideas have to be at least firm enough to support the changes that will necessarily happen when you're shooting and you don't have a permit or that building doesn't have electricity or you know what the things that can happen with a television show especially a new show you can see in a pilot i've definitely done things where i thought i love this character and maybe uh the show isn't all the way there, but most pilots aren't. Usually, right. you know, a pilot right. is a just, here's who we have, and this is where we are, and hurry up, and there's a theme song, and now advertisements. <laughs> like, you you can't build a world like that. Right. So, right. so with, that's interesting. With TV, I think I go for the character okay. over the whole story, but with movies, it has to be the story over the character. Okay. And I've never thought about that. So thanks for, for wow. asking that question. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, you, you look at the characters that, that you've been able to, to be a part of. And I go back and look at uh, things like Friends, of course. Uh, you had like, <laughs> six episodes as Kathy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and uh, that is still a, a go-to show for my daughter and my wife. And so pretty much every day I go home, it's on. So I saw you last (laughs) week. I just saw you last week. (laughs) Um, But, but community was a a Mm -hmm. series that I've just continued to love over the years. I love these ensemble type pieces, criminal minds that we were drawn to as well. Uh, And and then we think about uh, your work and and you've been able to to be uh, a superhero superheroine and uh, and a villain, I guess, as well, uh, both animated and live action, because I look at you've done Poison Ivy, you've done Lana Lang, you've done Lois Lane. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then you were in James Gunn's The Specials as Miss mm-hmm. Indestructible. And, and here we are talking James Gunn again, who has done this rarity of crossing over from the MCU with the Guardians of the Galaxy and taking the Suicide Squad and finding success there. And, yeah. I, and I've been following his work for years and, and he has a way of making ensembles just click even in those yep. where he didn't have the money mm-hmm. it's true he i believe the first he wrote the movie the specials which was rob Lowe, myself thomas hayden church judy greer um uh, sean gunn james's yes uh, i think younger brother who's yes. in all of his movies and james played a character in the movie the movie was directed by craig mazin 
who you know from Chernobyl, the uh, miniseries. Was that HBO? Wait, was it HBO? It was great. I watched it. Yes. I don't know. I watch every. I don't. I. I, I don't know where anything is. Just <laughs> no, speak into my. No my remote control and, and say it, the name of what I want to watch and exactly. as close to a robot voice as possible. But exactly. yeah, James had, uh, had, had written the script and it was, I love that movie. And I, 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 I hope people get to find that movie now, maybe, I don't know, because the Suicide Squad is great. I'm going to yeah. watch that over and over and over again. And uh, yeah. I was uh, texting Steve Agee, who plays one of the computer guys, and then he was the motion capture actor for the shark. Okay. So he was on set with everybody the whole time doing all of the shark's actions, and he's extraordinary. He's such a great actor and a sweet guy, and I'm, I'm just... I'm really happy for their success. And Margot Robbie is so incredible yeah. in that. You just watch her and think nobody could do this but her. She's yeah. just in, in, insanely good. Yeah. It, it's such a joyous movie. I, I really, uh, I loved it. I, and, I'm, and I'm really happy for James. And, and he's just a, he's a great guy. And, and, and he makes a hell of a movie. Yeah. And, and Margot does keep getting better at everything God. she does. And she's continued to get better in this role. Every yeah. time she performs it, there's something new that she brings to it. And you get even more character development that just continues to, to flow. And, and so, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, voice acting. Let's talk a little bit about voice acting, because uh, some people don't understand kind of the differences and maybe the nuances that you have to do but you still have to put yourself out there. Do you find voice acting uh, more challenging than, than being in front of a camera? Um, okay, that's an interesting question too. Um, <laughs> did you study psychology? <laughs> no? You, okay. no. Um, first of all, thank God for voice acting because it's, <laughs> it's how I've continued to work this entire pandemic. It's all I've done yeah. is voices for animation and, and new shows and existing shows. Um, I love it. It, it. it is harder in the sense that you really have to feel everything because it's just the voice and that's all they have to go on to, to animate the character and build the story. So there's a purity of acting in doing voice work that doesn't exist on camera, but also on camera, you have to hit that mark and you have to know where that light is and you can't right. shadow this person and you're worried yeah. about how your hair looks and you hate <laughs> is there the anything shoes in you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you have a lot to worry about. Whereas right. voice acting is, it's just that one, it's two things. Is the equipment working? And are you giving them what they want? And it, it is exciting because you can just keep going. You can say a line 15 times in a row with a right. different idea behind it. And, and it, it's just, it's, it's really exciting. It is, it, it is sort of like a drug in a way that on camera, you kind of always worry, oh, how do I look? And am I in the right place? And I remember the line and, and, and with voice acting, you, you, you know, when you killed it, yeah and you can move on and there's it, it's uh it, it's really exciting yeah that during uh during this time have you been doing voice acting at home or have you been yeah yeah my my husband is a composer for okay. films and and uh documentaries and so we built a, a home recording studio that's 
like a, in we tore the garage apart and built yeah. a home studio wow. so we were able to record you know where we, we you can't hear anything outside so we can really do a great job and he wow. runs the board i don't know how to do any of the equipment um i'm in a little box with a microphone and <laughs> and we record with people all over the wow. world and the country and it's been great i have to knock on wood i just feel very fortunate that we that we had that yeah and i feel the same way for for folks like me that get a chance and opportunity to speak to um, amazing talents like you is that without, you know, without Zoom or capabilities like Zoom, yeah, it, it may be a phone call, but, but the opportunities have been there a whole lot more uh, to engage because of this. And, and yeah. I truly appreciated it. I truly appreciated it. Well, I want to go back to that, that first question. We've got just a few minutes and I do appreciate it. But when was the moment that you knew this is what you wanted to do? Do you remember Acting? that? Yeah, I do. It was, it was, it sounds embarrassing. I, I was I, from a very small town in Massachusetts called Concord, Massachusetts. Um, and the town play was being cast. And so all the kids, I think I was in third or fourth grade, all the kids from all the schools came into this big auditorium. Um, and the gym teacher was, was auditioning kids. I don't even remember what the play was. But she said, okay, uh, she would pick out kids and say, come up, all right, you two come up now, uh, you're, you're gonna improvise. And we were like, what does that word mean? And she said, okay, she pointed to me and she said, you, you sell that kid a ring. And I was only, my, te my parents are teachers, so I was only allowed to watch PBS. So my only frame of reference was Groucho Marx for some reason. So I started acting like a little, nerdy, scrawny <laughs> child, female Groucho Marx <laughs> saying, you're going to buy this ring. It glitters, it glistens. And, and, and all the kids started laughing. And I was so that sound when yeah. you, when, when you do something that produces the right. sound of joy in a bunch yeah. of people, it is yeah. intoxicating and, yeah. and exciting. And it makes you feel loved and accepted and valued. And, you know, I was an insecure kid. Most kids are. Um, yeah. And so that was when I thought, oh, that's, that's it. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Wow. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. So from fourth, third or fourth, fourth grade, grade, you knew. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what about you? Yeah. How did you know? Well, you were going to do what you do. Well, well, I've done so many different things, but acting is actually what I thought I was going to pursue. That was something uh -huh. I, I loved doing. Um, high school stage plays were the things for me. And Ebenezer Scrooge was the one that I did that oh. I said, okay. And so I thought I was going to pursue that, but then I got a chance to work um, in film behind the camera, uh, Last of the Mohicans. And working oh my with 20th Century Fox on that, I knew that I wanted to be involved in some way. And have had a chance to teach um, cinema, uh, film studies. And so I've been connected to it in a lot of different ways oh, over wow. the years. So I, I, as long as I'm close to it, um, that, that's always been um, something I love. So yeah, it, it, it does go back to those moments um, and, and you find those connections. But I also know for me, um, I, I, I decided not to pursue uh, filmmaking because uh, I, at that time I was falling in love with who is now my bride. And, and I knew, and I knew I didn't want to be away from her as much uh, as I yeah. knew I would be with that vagabond lifestyle. And mm -hmm. um, I just made that conscious choice 
to 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 marry her and continue to find ways to embrace it and things like this being able to do interviews that that i've been doing for for quite a few years now so yeah i yeah, think that's it wonderful back. no because <laughs> i i i hear you and i i have uh, since i've gotten married to my husband steve i don't want to go anywhere for more than two or three months because i just i don't want to risk this thing that means more to yeah. me than you know i don't know an opportunity yeah. to do i just i, I want to protect this thing yeah that is so important to me and, and and we've realized like we we're we're great together and we enjoy each other and we're so fortunate we found each other and yeah and and aren't driving each other crazy you know trapped in the same house for this time so <laughs> yeah. so it's making choices all the time making what is the best personal choice for you and i think yeah. sometimes people especially actors can they're more ambitious maybe sometimes than they are healthy or quiet and yeah. i think it takes an awful lot to be and i'm impressed with anyone who's exceptional at their craft and hugely famous because it's constant work and I don't know yeah. how they do it because it's yeah. not a day without a photo shoot or an interview or rehearsals or scripts or I mean it's got to be exhausting so yeah. I, you've I think you've made clearly the right choice <laughs> and I think I'm, I'm very happy that we're both able to talk today to each other. I am too I am too well well uh, final question uh, mm -hmm. before we wrap up most valuable lesson that you gained over the course of these two decades that you two decades plus that you've been involved uh, in entertainment and arts. Okay. It's going to sound a little corny. <laughs> it's uh, okay. <laughs> and it's something that people say, but it's so hard to first, first of all, I think everyone is insecure somehow, somewhere, everyone is afraid they're not good enough or, uh, attractive enough or young enough or what we're insecure and sometimes I think people not just actors but but oh, specifically as an actor I tr try to remember there's only one me and that's fine I'm never going to be everything that everyone wants and trying is impossible that's never going to work so it applies to acting that I want to audition and show you what I'm going to do. And if you like it, hire me. And if you don't like it, don't hire me. I, I don't, I don't want to try to pretend to be someone I'm not. What is yeah. essentially me is essentially what I play when I'm acting, even if it's different. I'm a villain or I'm a cop or I'm a serial killer or a, a Tallulah Bankhead. There is essentially me. That's what I'm bringing. Yeah. And and I'm good enough and I'm good and, yeah. and I'm I'm worthy because I'm nice to other people and I I'm I'm trying very hard to be my best and every single human being is genuinely their own them. You know what I mean? It's not just yes. actors, but like you're the only one of you in the yes. world and yes. embrace it because trying to be someone else, not only is it exhausting and painful, it will never work. Yes, doesn't be work. yourself. Absolutely, be yourself. That that's simple, but that's it's hard. hard. It's hard it's as hard well. Because yes. you, you, we all think, <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to be something else or something more. And no, just 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 figure out what you are and and be nice to other people. Absolutely, I love that's it. I love it. I love it. Good I way to it. live. I love it. it is Paget Brewster. Thank you so much for your time. You are amazing. You. I appreciate it. The film is Welcome to Happiness. I would say the new film, but it's the it is a new film. 
Yeah, but pretend it's, it's a, a new, new film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a new version of a film, so that yes. does make it new. So, <laughs> any any final thoughts or comments you want to share about uh, Welcome to Happiness or anything else uh, relating um, to life? I, I don't know where Welcome to Happiness is going to air, so you have to do what I already spoke about earlier doing, where you take the remote and you like you press the button that has the voice and. <laughs> You say say what you're looking for, because I don't know where it's going to air. I, 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 see, I'm not, if I was really ambitious, if I was a really smart, famous person, I, I would know where it's airing. But but I hope I hope people will, will find it and enjoy it. And thank I you, do. Noel, so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, this is marvelous. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. And you yeah. stay safe, stay happy and healthy. And uh, until next time, for our viewers, this is Open Dialogue. For Paget Brewster, I'm Noel T. Manning II. That's a wrap. Thanks, Paget. <laughs> Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch a flip? I wanted to be something, something useful, something better. But they called me trash, junk, garbage. They said that I was done, that I could never be anything more. That's where they were wrong. I was going to prove it. There were bumps and bruises along the way, but I never gave up. Even when I felt hopeless. I knew that if I kept going, kept trying, that one day, Look at me now. I found my purpose. I make a difference. Did you know that if we stopped recycling, not only would our landfills be packed, but all the earth would be filled with garbage which takes years and years to break down? Do you want your kids living on top of a garbage dump? I didn't think so. Also, out of all the garbage in the world, we could recycle 75%, but we only averaged 30%. In 1973, there were no curbside recycling programs. Now there are over 8,660. Now here are some things that we learned from our visit to the international paper. Cardboard recycling started around 1960. Fiber can be recycled seven times and plastic takes 150 years to break down. Why recycle you ask? Here are some reasons. Cleaner environment in the future and now reduces energy consumption, creates jobs and allows more cash flow. That's great.
excuse me, not not Owen Noah. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about your character already. <laughs> That's all right. We'll get it in the head. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's really great to be talking with you, and thank you so much for taking the time. Of course. Thank you for having me. For sure. And, you know, your character, Owen, he's what I would describe as a well-put-together mess. He's extremely <laughs> intelligent and gifted, but he's got all the general anxieties that come along with being in his 20s. And on top of that, he always seems to stretch himself a bit too thin and is always flying by the seat of his pants. And I just want to say that I felt really seen with your character. I'm 23 years old, fresh out of college, still trying to figure life out. But generally, I wanted to ask if you found yourself identifying with any particular traits from Owen's character. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Owen is, is at his heart, wants to do the best he can possibly do. Um, he has insecurities, but he hides them with a sense of bravado. And I, I think that's, that's always an engaging character um, trait to, to play and pull off. For me personally, I just, I, I like how he, in the face of adversity, he doesn't back down. He doubles down. Um, he gets up in the morning for that kind of the problem solving. You know, when disaster strikes, he... He actually kind of, it's, it's thrilling for him. And so I love that so much. Absolutely. And Owen gets to do a lot of really wild stunts in this series, you know, from jumping off a bridge into freezing water, or he gets some pretty uh, scrappy close quarters combat. So were these things that you had to learn to do yourself as a performer, or were you working with a stunt double, or was that kind of a combination of the two? It was a combination of the two, for sure. I'm fortunate in my career to have picked up different stunt training along the way on the different projects that I've done. So by the time that I got to Montreal to shoot the recruit, um, I felt fairly prepared. But beyond that, really, the thing about Owen is that he's not a spy. He's not licensed to kill. He's definitely not trained to kill. Um, or to fight for that matter. So whenever he finds himself in these very dangerous circumstances, he's not supposed to look cool. He's not supposed to do a good job. And I thought that was so fun. So for me, it was more about speaking with our stunt coordinator, Alex, in depth, understanding the choreography that was set for the fights and for the stunts, and then just showing up and looking like a fool, um, which, I, which I had a great time doing. Yeah, yeah, and you did a great job doing it as well. Thank you. And Absolutely. And you get to work with some fantastic directors in this series. And of course, the show has a consistent vision through the whole season with the guidance from Alexi Hawley. But was there anything specific you noticed in working with a set of different filmmakers regarding their unique approaches to the subject matter? You know, was there a contrast in their respective styles that maybe gave you a different perspective from working with one director on one episode? to another director in the next episode? Yeah, so Alexi Hawley, Doug Lyman, and myself, we would we EP'd it. So when Doug Lyman came in, AAA director, you know, the, the Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Swingers, Go, um, a legendary director, he came in and didn't just do the first episode, which, which, is, which is incredible. He decided to do the second one because when he read the second episode, he went, well, this is better than the first. I have to do this one too. Um, he set the tone. I learned so much for those first two episodes, and we really adhered to his process for the rest of filming. Um, he set the bar, he set the infrastructure, the blueprint that was to be followed. Um, and then working, of course, with our three other directors was such an incredible experience because, like you touched on briefly, 
everybody has a different style and a different process. But at the end of the day, it was what Alexi and Doug and I set for the first two episodes that was carried throughout. And you can really see how the different directors step into that and leave their individual marks. Absolutely. Yeah, as soon as I saw that Doug Lyman was attached, I was immediately hooked. He's one of my favorite filmmakers, as you mentioned. His work on the Bourne franchise, all of that definitely drew me in. And, you know, before we wrap up, one quick question. Just curious, imagine if Owen Hendricks and then your character from Black Adam, you know, Adam Smasher, what if they ended up grabbing lunch together, chatting, catching up? What kind of things would they find in common with each other? And what would they find to be completely different about each other? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I think they come from different classes. Uh, they both have a pretty lackadaisical, lackadaisical nature about them. A pretty, uh, a pretty can-do attitude. And I think that Owen's definitely a bit smarter. I mean, he passed the bar for for God's sake. So that's really funny, though. I would love to see that. I would love to see that conversation take place. That lunch. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here for for uh, for a combination of uh, Warner Brothers and Netflix. Let's go to make it happen. I, you know it. You know it. Well, Noah, it was truly an honor to talk with you about the recruit, and I really appreciate your time. And hopefully, we get another shot down the line to chat to get chat about something else. Absolutely. Thank you for the time. Mm-hmm.